Hi, welcome back to the No Roots Witch podcast. I am Ashley Brooke, and this is the first episode of 2024. It has been a minute since my last upload, more like two months, I think-ish to be exact. Um, And that is something, my hiatus, that I will get into the next episode, which will be going up next Tuesday. But today, I really just wanted to jump right into welcoming 2024. This is Aquarius season. And for me personally, Aquarius season is all about finding your voice and letting yourself speak. And I think it's something that it can be so transformational, to put it lightly. And this is the year, right? Where I think every year we say, this is the year. I'm, I'm going to do these things. I want to make these changes. Or I'm going to keep up this habit and I'm going to really step into my own. At least that's how I feel. And for me personally, the new year doesn't really start in January. I'm a Capricorn, so I do celebrate my birthday in January. But I don't usually find inspiration to welcome the newness. A big part of that is because of the season. Winter is cold, it's dark, and it doesn't leave me motivated to jump in something fresh and new. To me, that's spring. So usually around February, March, even the beginning of April, that's when I'll start feeling the newness, the freshness that I think some people either force themselves to feel in January or that they welcome it. Um, but like I said, for me personally, I never do it in January. Um, I think I find other ways to feel connected to my intuition, to my spirituality. And for me, since of course it is winter, a lot of that is home and hearth. I am a folk witch, but a lot of my inspiration, my intuition, my spirituality comes from the home and the kitchen specifically. So if I'm feeling like I have been feeling a little bit under the spiritual weather, what I like to do is cook. I will cook, I will bake, and I feel way more connected to my spirituality, to my ancestors, and therefore to my intuition. So with that being said, if you are struggling right now to find that inspiration to your intuition, that maybe these dark and cold winter months still are keeping you a little bit hibernated, then either just fully invest in the darkness or Maybe try to have a little thing here or there to bring yourself out of it. And the darkness itself is, you know, I, I look at it as a good thing. Um, I really focus on shadow work during the winter. I focus on really honestly just looking back at the year and seeing not just mistakes, but yes, mistakes, but also successes and challenges and how everything was dealt. 
And um, I say was dealt because I do feel like there are times where the universe, where the divine feminine, whatever power you believe in, does kind of take the wheel a little bit. But I do fully believe our responses, our reactions are our own. And that's something that we have to take responsibility for. But I use this time, the beginning of the year, that's still dark and cold, to reflect on the past year and kind of see where maybe I could have done things differently or what I did well and praise myself for it. And I think this time really helps me formulate and don't don't judge but I really love to formulate a word of the year and this year my word is sacred and that just means everything I do I want to do it in a sacred way not just my spirituality or what I connect with that which for me is my home my kitchen uh, my family my friends but other things that I kind of look at as, well, that almost makes it more difficult for me to be spiritual. I have a very high stressful <laughs> um, job and I think that there are times where it'd be so much easier if I could just pull out my tarot, mail the day, and just dive into it. Um, and while I do have moments where I could possibly do that, for the most part, it's, it's not, it's not possible. And so my goal this year is to make everything that I do sacred. And I feel like even though it is the very beginning of the year and I just said, I'm still kind of hibernating. I haven't embraced this newness of the year just yet. But I have been actively working on ways that I can make my daily more sacred. And for me, I've always found magic in the mundane. And so to me, this is just kind of amplifying that step. And so that's really what I've done so far in 2024. I have been connecting to my intuition, to my ancestors through lots of baking, lots of cooking, and through trying to find that sacredness in everything that I do. Even just laundry or, I don't know, just reading a book, going for a run, everything that I'm doing, I'm looking how to make it sacred, how to view it in a more sacred way. And it's giving me this new outlook on life. And that's something that I I needed this year. I I needed to feel renewed and it makes me excited to think about March because I know around the end of March is when I really start feeling that that motivation to embrace spring and then to me spring is newness and that is something that I'm really looking forward to. But for right now, I'm still in the dark and I'm working through things and I'm finding myself being okay with that. I think in the past, I really beat myself up over 
not embracing the new year, not being excited about it. But I do believe I've finally have found a way to allow myself this grace. But if you're welcoming 2024 or you've already welcomed it or you're trying to find something to do to celebrate it, I do have a couple of things that I am very excited to do once my hibernation is over. And the first thing is the year ahead tarot spread. And to be honest, I've already done that. Um, That was probably the only thing I've done this year as far as a newness to my spiritual practice. I do a year ahead spread every year. I keep it in a journal. Um, Up until recently, I always had purchased a ritual style journal for my tarot. And it would have spreads for me to do. And it would, you know, to remind me when the new moon and full moon was and what spreads to do for those. But this year, I just got a really pretty notebook. And I have decided that I didn't need that structure for tarot. Tarot is my number one practice. That's something that I will do every day. Um, or if not every day, then at least three or four times a week. That's a practice of mine that I don't have to be so rigid with it because it is like second nature to me at this point. So I didn't find the need or see the need to get a journal that had such rigid structure to it. And I'm, I'm really loving just a blank journal and having my year head spread being the first thing in there. And uh, I do, now that's February, I did look back on my year head spread for January and it was pretty spot on. Um, and I, I'm excited to really focus on each month. So what I like to do is the very beginning of the month, I will go meet your head spread and I will see what that card is. If it's a major arcana, I will kind of take a little bit of like hope in that because I find it comforting that the major arcana, that's the divine feminine, the universe, whatever God you um, want to believe in, it's them guiding you or helping you get on the right path or saying, hey, this is something that's coming up and it may not be entirely in your control. Um, And then so I look at it and then some minor arcana, I'm more likely to think, okay, I'm in control of my destiny right now. This month is really falls on me, choice decisions that I'm making. And I need to really focus and be intentional more so. And so I take my, my tarot card. I really sit and meditate about it. The first day of the month or second day or third day or day before, just whenever I, I have a moment that I feel drawn to. And then I will kind of revisit that tarot card. Um, and I think it's really important to have all of your readings in one place, whether that's in a notebook or a piece of paper in a folder or in a note app on your phone, however you want to do it. But to me, it is so very important to have all of your tarot spreads, your pull of the day, if you something that you practice in one spot. 
so it's easily to refer back to. So after I refer back to it, I then like to reflect on it at the end of the month. And that's when I also do my month ahead spread. And usually for my month ahead spread, I do keep it pretty much the same. I like to focus on last month's theme, this month's theme, challenges, opportunities, and advice. And so I'm reflecting on the, on the previous month, on my tarot card for the last month, as I'm welcoming this new energy. And that's something that I've always done and find it be really very helpful, especially in my practice and keeping track and remembering what I've already discovered because it's so easy just to pull a card and say, okay, um, okay, queen of cups, that's what I'm focusing on today and then not look back on it. But I do recommend while you do have your tarot journal, something that you do practice, maybe use color um, coding and that way you can go back and see, well, how many major arcanas have I had this month? How many swords have I had this month? And so on and so forth. You can take note of your suits, the numbers, and major versus minor. And to me, that could be my Capricorn showing a little bit. But to me, it's always been very helpful. So if you haven't done your, your head spread, and Tara is something that you do practice, I highly recommend doing it. Is something that is, it can be eye-opening, it can be fun, and it's always so great to look back on, especially once the year's over with, and try to pinpoint moments where you can see your intuition really starting to show through. But the main thing that I do like to do is do a spell protection um, of some sort. So this year... I'm doing one for my home and for this, it is just really good idea. Um, so I think it's a really good idea because if you ever communicate with spirits or if you are, um, into hex work, I have, I've not previously been into hex work, but I am looking into it. And if you are just someone who has, a lot of energies um, in your home, whether that's visitors or family or or maybe otherworldly visitors, is something that you can you can do, and I think is something that really changes the climate of your home. So, for this, um, I am a folk witch. So this is very folk witchy. It may not be your cup of tea, and that's okay. But you can do something similar if you would like to. So I'm doing a ward, which is just a protection barrier around yourself. And in this case, your home. Before I do anything, I always cleanse my house. So the reason behind this is because if there's something in your home right now, it could be negative energy it could just be something you had a really bad day and you pulled some really horrible energy in or maybe another person was in your home recently and there's an argument or they had ill intentions towards you. That energy can stay and you don't want to keep that in there. So you want to cleanse your home. There are so many ways to cleanse your home, but this is 
kind of how I do it when I'm doing a home warding spell. First thing I do is I clean all of my windows with full moon water. So full moon water, I'll just get um, a glass jar, put regular water in the jar, set it outside underneath the full moon. And before the sun comes up, right now it's kind of easy to do because it's still winter, I will just go and grab my jar out of the yard and I'll save the water. So <clears throat> I will use this water and I will usually use mint. Um, that can be fresh mints or it can be mint oil. I'll use something like that and put into the water and I'll clean my windows. As I'm cleaning my windows, I will have my um, intentions, whatever it is, to clean away any negative energy, to soothe out the home, um, to cleanse the soul of my home. Anything, whatever intention I want, I'll just kind of think it, maybe say it out loud. And then if it's not too chilly, I will open my windows. And to me, that just gets everything out so much faster. You can light incense, light herbs. Um, if your practice is something that uses sage, you can light sage. There's so much you can do in this process. So whatever you decide to do, just cleanse your home first. It's so, so important. And then the second part I do is I will gather all my supplies that I need for my spell. So for this one particularly, like I said, I'm a folk witch. I have four iron horseshoes. I have a candle that I will light. I will have a handful of protection herbs. For this one, I would use lavender, rosemary, and sage. And I will have an oil I will anoint my candle with. And I will roll my candle in those herbs. Now, if you're someone who likes to use crystals, then it's a great time to do this as well. Um, and then so I will have all those things, which is really just some horseshoes and a dressed candle that will be lit. And then what I will do is I will walk around my home. Me, I do it seven times. And I will focus on propelling unwanted magic or harm. And I'll be focusing on neutralizing negative energy. And then on my last walkthrough, so my seventh walkthrough, I will bear the horseshoes in the four corners of my property. And I will maybe sprinkle some herbs in the horseshoes as well, in the hole with the horseshoes. And then I will pour a little bit of wax from the candle that I've been walking around with into the hole. And of course, it's buried and I will cover it back up. The only thing is, of course, is you have to be very careful about what you put in there because you don't want wildlife to come and dig it up and anything toxic or anything like that. So just be very careful what you decide to put in the hole. Um, you can do a witch bottle. That's very folk witchy. Uh, but me personally, I find the more simple a spell is, especially for something like this, a protection spell, the easier it is to maintain it. And therefore, the easier it is to keep it up. So I keep my protection spells very simple. And then as I'm putting the dirt onto the horseshoe to bury it, 
I will say a chant, something simple, um, like guard my home and protect those within from harm and those whose intent is of ill. And of course, anything that your intention speaks to, that's what you would do. You would just have a nice little chant or nothing at all. Um, And if you feel odd, maybe your neighbors are looking at you walking seven times around um, once, I'm sure it'll be fine. Personally, I do seven, but do your research, see what, what makes sense to you. And I'm, you know, we always think people are watching us more than they are. So that is just something that I like to do. And yeah, so that's my welcoming 2024. And I am so excited to be back and be here to talk and build a community and um, offer anything that I have. Because with Aquarius season, you know, we need to trust it. We need to trust our gifts and our talents and trust what we know we can do that's for a good cause. And I think this intuition, spirituality journey that we're all on together is one of the best causes that there are. So thank you so much for being here with me. And I look very much forward to seeing you and talking with you guys next week.